This is your no bullshit guide to a happier life. Quick, but not necessarily easy tips to help you to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of your business and your life. My name is Helen Calvert. I'm a coach, a business owner, and a parent, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I do swear occasionally, as the title suggests, so pop in your headphones if I'm not safe for little ears. Ready to go? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to this episode where I'm going to be telling you about what is coming up next for the No Bullshit Guide to a Happier Life, because we are now at the end of our second series. I'm so glad that we ended the series uh, last episode with Huga, which I'm probably still mispronouncing, <laughs> because it's just such a lovely, wintry, hibernate way to close that series. But yes, series one of this podcast, episodes one to 23, was all about squeezing every last drop of enjoyment out of our businesses and our lives. And it is now um, a book. Uh, if you haven't ordered your copy, you can do so via the show notes. The No Bullshit Guide to a Happier Life is available to order via my website. Very exciting. And thank you to everyone who has ordered one so far. And then series two... Uh, the one that we have just finished, has been all about our toolkit, the tools we have available to us for creating a happier life and for combating some of life's bullshit. And it's been wonderful to take uh, a look at such an amazing array of tools and all different things that are useful at different times and when we're in different moods and in different places. So series three is coming out after Christmas. We're going to have a little break um, very short break, but a little tiny break, and then we'll be back with you in 2023. And series three is going to be all about our relationship with ourselves. Mm -mm. Why have I chosen that to be the theme of the next set of episodes? Well, from my coaching practice, working one-to-one -one and in groups with mainly business owners, mainly women, but some men, some people in employment, I can see that our relationship with ourselves is just one of the most important things. It really makes a massive difference to how we're experiencing life, um, how much we're able to create a happier life, our understanding of a happier life, um, how much bullshit we're swallowing. <laughs> our relationship with ourselves is key. You know, right from um, our early days, our parents or our caregivers, they have an impact. Our lovers have an impact. Our friends have an impact. All the people we come into contact with, the people we work for, the people we work with, um, everybody around us. And we compare ourselves, don't we? Comparison all the time on social media and in real life, comparing, judging, trying to figure out where we fit, who's better, who's worse, what are they doing right, what are we doing wrong. We worry. Um, we take other people's rules to be the truth, especially the people we grew up with, you know, especially the influences we had as kids, our teachers, you know, anyone in authority. They had rules or values or ways of living, and we just took it to be the truth. We didn't really question it, we just took it all in. And now we're kind of living um, to those rules without really ever having analysed them, figured out if that's a rule book we're interested in, working out what our own rules might be. 
Um, we're anxious. We often don't know how to be alone. Um, and there's, you know, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. You can be lonely in a marriage, in a family, in a massive crowd. You can be comfortably alone um, by yourself or or with others. You know, there's a there's a different ways that we can feel sad and lonely and abandoned or just comfortably alone and content and centered. And often we don't know how to find that. We don't know what we enjoy. I come across so many um, coaching clients who genuinely, they, they've forgotten what they enjoy. They've spent so much time working and parenting and doing and just doing the next thing that they've been told to do, like, okay, I've got to go to the gym. Okay, now I've got to learn to crochet. Okay, now I've got, you know, it's not necessarily things they've chosen. It's just, oh, this is what I should do. Um, They don't really know what they enjoy or they do know what they enjoy, but they don't know if it's acceptable to enjoy it. It feels like there are things we can enjoy and things we can't enjoy. We're resentful huge amounts of resentment because our boundaries are breached all the time we don't really know what our boundaries are but we certainly know when they've been breached because that resentment rises we can't express our needs we don't know how to meet our needs so our needs aren't being met we're feeling resentful again there are people in our lives who are supposed to be taking care of us you know if we're married then there were vow there were vows said weren't there and you know these needs are not being met and so whose fault is that and how do we do something about that the crux of all of this is our relationship with ourselves and i feel like looking at that and examining that can be the game changer to everything else You know, that when we look inward, we find the answers to all kinds of outward things. I've said this before many times, but, you know, we are the only person that we spend every single second of our lives with. There's nobody else you're going to spend every second of your life with apart from yourself. And your self-talk and your thought patterns and your fears and your worries and your anxieties and what makes you happy and if that relationship is out of whack god it's a long life my goodness things are difficult because you're spending every moment with someone you don't really understand you don't really like who doesn't seem to like you who says horrible things to you you know let's get that relationship right and then everything else can fall into place So my first question before we delve into this next year, as I say, but my first question is, are you able to look yourself in the eye? We, you know, we look in mirrors, we do our hair, we do our makeup, we get dressed, we check ourselves out in the mirror. Yeah, okay, look fine. Don't have soup down the front. Off we go. But can you actually look yourself in the eye? Can you sit in front of a mirror or stand and look yourself in the eye and hold your gaze? It's not easy. (laughs) Alex, my lovely boyfriend, said to me that he finds it hard to trust someone who can't look him in the eye. And he meant to include himself. And isn't that interesting? How can we trust ourselves if we can't even look ourselves in the eye? So I spent some time sitting in front of my mirror and timing, I timed myself because it was so uncomfortable. I timed myself for like two minutes or something, you know, really short. Just look yourself in the eye. And the first time I did it, I cried. It was absolutely overwhelming. It was overwhelming to see myself in there 
to be like, oh, hi, <laughs> there you are. You look a bit worried, <laughs> you look a bit knackered, you look a bit stressed. But then I got used to it, it got easier. Like everything we practice does, it very quickly became, oh, okay, hi, it's you again. <laughs> you know, here we are again, I, I know what it looks like. I know how it feels to look you in the eye. But it's something to think about. And it's not easy. It's not easy and it takes practice. Um, or maybe you do find it easy. If you do find it easy, please tell me. I'm keen to hear from people who find it easy as well as difficult because that tells us a lot about our relationship with ourselves. So what kinds of things are we going to be talking about next year? We are going to be talking about just getting to know ourselves. Who even are we? How well do we know ourselves? Like, pleased to meet you. <laughs> Have I actually met you before? Being our own best friend parenting ourselves, loving ourselves, being our own lovers, our needs and values. You know, all of this kind of who are we? What do we actually want? Do we even know what we're basing all this life on? What are we basing our decisions on? You know, how are we approaching life? What do we want? What do we enjoy? These are not questions you have to know the answers to. These are things we're going to be exploring. Definitely our self-talk. Very, very important. I know I've mentioned this before. Very important, our self-talk. Our relationship with our body. Oh, it's a big one, isn't it? It's a big one. Our relationship with our body and our relationship with our mind. Both of those big, big topics. Really important some self-acceptance and forgiveness you know forgiveness when it turns out we're human and we're not perfect and we fuck up can we forgive ourselves can we accept ourselves the way we accept other people our relationship with our emotions that's a tricky old relationship isn't it some emotions are welcomed some are not some are emotions we should not feel even though feelings are just what happens? They come, they go. <laughs> we can't control them. <laughs> and how our relationship with ourselves affects our relationship with others. You know, this isn't about being isolated or, you know, just navel gazing, just inwards. This affects everything that's going on around us and everything we're trying to do, everything we're trying to achieve. It's all affected by our relationship with ourselves. Healing ourselves and celebrating ourselves. Lots and lots to dig into. I cannot wait. I'm so excited <laughs> to explore all of this with you. Something that I wanted to mention, which came up with a coaching client a couple of weeks ago, was he told me of a new hobby he had taken up. And it was something that is generally kind of associated, I guess, with teenagers. And he's, he's very much not a teenager. And, uh, and he said, you know, oh, I'm probably having a midlife crisis, but whatever, I'm okay with that. You know, he'd found something that brought him joy. And I went back and I said, yeah, I don't believe in midlife crisis. I think that phrase is a lazy, media-generated, judgmental phrase that doesn't actually mean a lot. It just makes us feel bad, you know. What I believe in is midlife awakenings. Because we awaken, don't we, at a certain point in life, whatever midlife means to you, whether it's when the kids are out of toddlerhood or we have reached a plateau in our career or 
when we realise that our first relationship, you know, our first committed relationship might not be our lifelong relationship, whatever point it is that we get to this midlife point and we have an awakening. And it's when we realise that the years we spent trying to suppress who we really are have been years spent abandoning ourselves and we come back to ourselves and it's the most magical time and the most wonderful thing and how anyone can call it a crisis. <laughs> um, it's a it's a magical awakening and that's what I want to do. I want to bring us back to ourselves because abandoning ourselves causes huge problems for us and for the people around us. So we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to show up for ourselves and we're going to figure out this crucial relationship in our lives. So just a, a slightly shorter episode for you today, but that is what is coming up. I hope you are looking forward to it as much as I am. I cannot wait. And between now and then, just keep being excessively kind to yourself every day in every way. And let's squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of life. See you in the new year. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know that my first book is now available to purchase online? Check out the show notes for details of how to get your hands on a copy. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review and don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are up. If you would like to work with me one-to-one or follow more of my content, you can find out how in the show notes. See you next time.